Between the Chapters, a weekly podcast discussion focusing on a chapter of the book, 25 Years of EdTech, written by Martin Weller. Here's your host, Laura Pasquini. Hello, 25 Years of EdTech listeners. I hope you're enjoying the audiobook that's going to come ahead. It's launch week, so I thought for this bonus bonus episode, I do a meta meta episode where I had an interview with BC Campus to talk about this project. The bonus episodes in this podcast are really a book club kind of discussion. So I thought, why not share the interview I recorded with Jason Finnerty from BC Campus. I will include a link to that article because it has some quotes for myself, Clint and Martin as well. So to give you another sneak peek for our launch week of the 25 years of EdTech and between the chapters of bonus episodes, I thought I'd give you a sneak peek to this interview itself and my candid responses to why this podcast or book club discussion is happening. Here's my conversation with Jason. Enjoy. For this, um, for this, uh, project here with, with this series of, of um, well, podcast, audiobook, uh, and and uh, his his ebook. Why is podcast the right medium? Why did you choose um, to do it podcast versus one big audiobook? Yeah, it's a great question. I think this came about um, when this open doc came out this collaborative google doc uh was presented and we were all asking for folks to sign up i just noticed that a lot of people signing up were yes experienced podcasters or audio files sort of things and i was just looking through the list of who's signing up and i was like that gives 25 people voices a way to kind of amplify the chapters and bring a new perspective and voice to it i was wondering if we can bring in more folks that's out there and within the community of ed tech because I know that there's some great experiences out there that maybe aren't brought into this book and I thought it, was, it would be a fun way to kind of uh, complement and augment those chapters is what happens between the chapters or what people are thinking and I've been blogging and podcasting for a while and I thought hey anyone else want to have a side chat about this and maybe we can do it this way and um, the audiobook was great because Clint uh, brought the idea of us narrating it and I said well what if we had a complimentary podcast that went alongside and I'd be happy to put that out there and uh, podcasting is just a new way to uh, distribute that RSS feed and get the information out. So I love the idea that we could uh, do both at the same time because an audiobook might sit in a digital library or sit in someone's purchase area or app. But what if we spread it on a podcast app or many apps and directories to get more people to listen and hear the book itself and the conversation between the chapters. So that's kind of where that idea sparked an interest. So yeah, the idea was um, what happens between the chapters might be a reflection, it might be some commentary. And what I'm learning in this I'm talking to different folks who are involved in everything from online learning, open learning, ed tech, wikis, that lots of things helped, happened early days to build the foundations of where we are today in our learning experience, teaching and learning experiences digitally, which is kind of cool. So the between the chapters is, yeah, a point to discuss, ask questions, make points, call out what's not in the chapter, and then just ask questions that um, we would ask Martin or other people in the community of where are we going next with this technology, this concept, or this theme, um, and where we'll see ourselves moving in the future. So it's kind of like talking about historical foundations and brought into what we're doing today and maybe dealing with in our day-to-day -day work. So yeah, between the chapters is really literally 
where the conversation sits. Um, when we release it, it'll be between each chapter. There'll be a bonus episode, which will be the conversation head between the chapters. Very nice. Um, so and any particular tech tools that you use to, to sort of um, deliver and, and create the, or create and deliver the, the podcast or just standard stuff or is anything that you wanted to mention on that? Yeah, we're keeping it pretty simple for folks. Um, the ones that we are interviewing on the between the chapters, I'm meeting with them on Zoom. I sometimes record with um, audio hijack if the sound quality needs to be captured. Um, I haven't had them record on each end because I think that's I think I've gotten enough good quality audio over Zoom. So I try to keep it really simple. Um, Tech is great, but I think the content is better. So I, I focus on asking some questions, listening to what they're saying, and getting to know a little bit of our, about their work and background so I can dig in a little bit deeper and, and hear their story and experience. Um, if I have to give you tech, I have some basic podcasting things. We're using a transistor FM to uh, disseminate the podcast. Um, it's kind of a little hub, an audio hub that will host it over the next year or so. And uh, we're trying to make sure some audio qualities great you spoke with clint he's like the radio genius who quits that life um but i use a little audiophonic to make sure there's some leveling okay um i'm trying to think what else we're using a creative commons digimixer to get the music between the podcast and just having a conversation for me it's like not technical, but it's more about figuring out what we want to talk about before we hit record and getting capturing those moments and live setting like this and asking questions and listening and responding. As you know, as a journalist, that's really what you want to know is the tell me more and what else and give me an example. And those are the fun things that I think are the technical pieces of the pod. Cool. I, yeah. I just Clint, uh, prefaced you as, as uh, a real, you didn't tell you a geek, but you know, it, it's the, the, the technical aspect is, you know, you're a professional podcaster and you know, you, you've got all the great stuff to do uh, with the tech side of it. So, well, my tech is, he's more of a geek than I am. So he, I don't know why he hyped me up that much. And uh, I would say like a lot of it's learning and learning from other people um, and learning from my mistakes. I hope to hone my better Terry Gross interview skills in the U.S. She's the NPR host of All Things Considered. I hope to um, dig into deeper questions that actually make it more interesting. So I don't know if I'm the technical one of the group. So if you sold me that way, I'm going to thank Clint, but I'll have to say, I'm, I think it's just about... Um, I know for me, I do some like some basic stuff in whether it's GarageBand or Audacity, which Audacity is free tools for most people to use. Um, and I just tap into some of my old interview days as a researcher is asking questions and listening and asking for examples. Um, uh, I'm trying to technically, I don't know if there's a technical, but it's, a, and it's not being modest. I'd, I think there's better producers and podcasters than I am. I think it's about getting the stories and the interesting takes um hot takes and, and just like people's background and learning learning a little bit about them and why it resonates with them each chapter is kind of more interesting to me definitely i, uh, I agree uh because people will be listening to it and how did they do that like oh my god they must have thousands of dollars worth of stuff to do this and <laughs> no that's not that's at all the thing right the, the yeah. assumption is it uh not at all i'll describe my setup i live in a my office closets where i put my other desk when i'm not at my real job that pays the bills i have a couple different foam things that hang up above around just to buffer it and i grab some old uh, blackout curtains to block any noise that hangs off a 
literally um, a rod that would go, to, go over your bathroom. Um, so I have, I do have a microphone. I'm using a Yeti Blue and a little buffer, but there's better mics out there. So I'm using what I like and what I know, and I'm trying to make the sound sound good. Um, making sure people have a headphone of some sort or earbud, even if there was just a simple mic and earbud. So um, those are some of the basic things to get good sound. Um, I think the other side of that is making sure for me i find it interesting to know if they have a resource or an idea i do follow up and listen to the recording after so the editing process is um, going through and listening to a resource an article an idea a website they've included and putting those in the show notes because i think some people will listen to the episodes or some people might just check out the show notes where we link up to a resource or a article online or a book that someone's mentioned or a project that someone did so i think that's kind of fun to include so we're kind of like multimedia um sound reading audio and yeah and the openness of the project itself is using some of the tools that are the creative commons licensed music they have um, a fun little image mixer that the yeah. someone else created i think is great it's the remixer the visual thinkery and the artwork that's been put out there haven't played with it yet i saw i saw it there and it's like oh yeah i definitely want to play with it so uh did you run into any challenges uh, along the way getting people yeah. organized and um not too bad so we're still in the process of recording some of these so i have about half of them uh set up interviewed already completed so i'm editing right now um this is going to run until may next year so we have the opportunity to bring some other voices on and i have some people on my wish list request i have a little calendar set up that they can pop on and choose the hour or team hour that they want to talk about um being flexible with time zones so we can hit people around the world and is really i'm really being cognizant of that um yeah people are just busy right now and i'm really grateful for anyone and everyone who's participated because um, a lot of people have switched to remote work learning teaching and a lot of folks we are talking to are in higher ed so they're obviously in the midst of a semester or academic term themselves and they're trying to figure it out and or support other faculty instructors and people at their campuses so really grateful for people just taking the time and sometimes it's like uh, 3 p.m on an afternoon in ireland the uk or spain for some folks and uh, i was like this has been a nice way to end the week for a lot of them so i'm trying to make sure we're having a fun conversation and making sure it fits in with them so i'm i think it's been fun uh i've been learning a whole lot and i hope that the episodes that are the bonus episodes of this podcast will enlighten people of uh where these chapters came from and what martin was thinking about because some people in the chapter i actually talked to on the podcast and so they give their perspective of when they started talking about their ideas and things about from wikis to the web to blogs i'm really excited for people to hear about more I'm looking forward to it. It, uh, it should be a lot of fun. What would you like people to do with the content? So uh, they've, they've listened to the, the between the chapters. What do you want them to do next with that? Great question. I, I think a lot of what this podcast is of between the chapters is, is a reflection of what we hopes would happen with the book is we talk more about the issues and the ideas and the topics so none of this is new and history repeats itself and so a lot of the book reflects on that and the chapters the between the chapters podcast i think also does a little bit of that as well so i would hope that it's a springboard for further conversation so that might be people um 
coming back and having a conversation with us of a comment. They might do their own blog post. Hey, they might have their talk back own podcast. Who knows? And we would welcome ideas and commentary and discussion. So we really do hope people are listening, but also maybe putting their message out or tweeting back at us on Twitter or they're um, thinking about things in a different way or they have a different perspective. So um, I really love that Martin has been open for us to share and let Clint and I uh, go forth with an audiobook and podcast because he really sees it's almost like um, the book itself is a living document that we read but could always add to. And so we think the podcast is just a piece of it. And we really hope more people in the community share their voice and what they're thinking about um, because there's so much more that we keep learning from one another as we talk out these ideas, issues, technologies, and places we were in the world of learning at that time and what it means now. So when nothing's really changed uh, or change is only constant. And we also know that uh, we're, we could learn from lessons in the past and use it today in our current circumstances, which is really important. Two things that you said in there that, that I love, um, all of it, but, uh, but two things specifically, asking people to, to give them the feedback, you know, and, and, you know, and really inviting that. I think that's something that I'd like to really include in here because and I guess it ties into the other part that you said there, but about being a living book, right? If they can, they're they're helping to steer the, the next 25 years of ed tech. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was something Martin and I talk about in one of the first episodes. You'll see, it, you'll see um, an about episode, like what's this all about? And then you'll also see um, the follow-up, the introduction. And, and both of those, I think Martin was really forthcoming to say, this is just my take on this year, um, my take on this a tool or a medium or a way of learning for educational technology. So it, it really is cool that he's opening up to say, well, what's yours or what questions do you have? And I, I joked that the podcast is a bit of a banter and it, it is like, I think there's some people that are really grateful of what Martin's put forth. And there's some people uh, in talking to them, uh, we have a talk before hitting record. I said, it's okay to say what's missing. Uh, Martin wants that. And maybe you have a different perspective because we grew up in different parts of the world or we have different educational background experiences. And it's not to say one's the um, ultimate truth. It's how can we build upon what we knew at the time? And how is that different for um, someone in sub-Saharan Africa to in New Zealand and Auckland at the time. It's it's going to look different, and we know this. Um, so I think it's it's really neat that he, he said, I'm really open to hearing feedback. And he's like, it could be constructive criticism. It could be agreeance. It could be people disagree. And I, I like the openness for him to debate. Um, he's getting a lot of accolades so far. I told him, I let him know if there's questions and comments. And there are a few that we bring up in different episodes already. Um, and, and not in a, a way that we're questioning Martin, but we're questioning the community of, well, where do you think this will go? Or what do you think has changed with videos? Or how can we think about how we built wikis to how we're building learning ecosystems now? And so those are the kind of interesting nuanced conversations that I hope continue. And I don't doubt that this community will uh, do some of that in some shape or form. So I'm looking forward to hearing the response, seeing the response, reading, listening. I don't know. Give me a video, a smoke signal, whatever they do. So. Uh, awesome. Um, that's pretty much all of my questions. What what I like here now is, you know, what what would you like to see in this article? I think it's really cool that the BC campus is reaching out and wanting to talk about 
the things we're doing outside our general day-to-day because I think um, there's a lot of folks that put a lot of time, effort, and passion into it. And sometimes we forget that when we're doing the administrative work or we're doing the um, day-to-day kind of required things that people are really that's it just interested and passionate and really invested in um talking about the things that's most interesting to them in their role so i think this article just exposing it to other folks um and something i said that to, to people i'm interviewing that i hope people outside of education technology or don't those who don't even know what that means um or in any of these terms like openness or online learning i really hope that they're just brought in so we're trying to make it um, a community that's going to be inclusive welcoming and expansive beyond the term ed tech or anyone with the title of faculty developer instructional designer or um, something else so i would love to hear other folks around the campus see value in where they might fit into any of these chapters as well as um, people outside of higher ed to get an experience of what are some of the struggles we're working on, things that we're championing, and things we're talking about, and what would it mean for you? So I'd love to see other industries kind of see this as an access point to learn as well and hear from some, some of the great voices that are out there in this community. You've been listening to Between the Chapters with your host, Laura Pisquini. For more information or to subscribe to Between the Chapters and 25 Years of Ed Tech, visit 25years.opened.ca.